Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is Lighten Up, and was recorded on Sunday, July 31st, 2022. So today's a great day because we are going to, again, be reminded of our true nature. So in Unity, um, what I love about the Unity teachings is that... um, It's pretty simple. We have five principles, but we really have one. And all the other four principles are commentary on the first one. So does anybody know what our very first principle is? There is only what? One presence and one power God. So that pretty much says it all, doesn't it? There's one presence, one power God. One. That means you're a part of it. That's principle number two. So if there's one presence, one power God, then we start to go, well, then what's going on in the world? Right? I mean, this is a logical question, isn't it? People have forgotten who they are. But it doesn't mean that God is any less there. Right? So there is one presence, one power God. Say that with me. There is one presence and one power God. And that presence is known in, through, and as you, as you are available. Say to the person next to you, are you available? Oh, that sounds like a pickup line, doesn't it? I'm sorry. (laughs) You're available. Goodness. Sorry about that. I should say, are you available for God? That's what I meant to say. Are you available for God, right? So, uh, you know, when people say to me, well, how can God be everywhere? I said, well, I said God was everywhere available. God is everywhere available, but we have to be the, the conduits, the, the channels of God's good in the world. So every time you turn on the news and you say, what's wrong with everything? The, the answer is we are. <laughs> so of course we're, we're in church and we're in unity and we're doing our best to lift one another up and, and live a God-centered life. So, but what I want us to understand is as we begin to live from our true God nature, that the world begins to change in ways that we don't see right away. So as we lift our consciousness 
People around us start kind of going like this too, right? And and ever we've learned in the last what couple of decades how connected we all are through the internet, right? You see one meme, and all of a sudden you see it a thousand times. You see one saying, you see one political ad, and you click on it, you start seeing it a thousand times. So what if we used all of those means to make the world better rather than to try to tear us all apart? But there is one presence, one power God, just awaiting you to notice, awaiting me to notice. And many of us have gotten so shamed or so lost that we've forgotten who we really are. One presence, one power. Say that with me. One presence, one power. One presence, one power. Yeah. One presence, one power, God. So what I've noticed, though, is because we're all humans, we all bring something to the party, don't we? Some people call it their issues. Some people call it their stuff, right? Some people call it their buttons, right? Have you heard that? That pushes my buttons. Well, I say you might need to see a repair person because I don't see any buttons, right? You need, you're human. You're not a machine. Time to heal, right? Time to heal. Time to heal. So even though there's one presence, one power, God, we're all human. And so as we're relating with one another, it becomes really, really important. So let me just say, if you were taking notes, number one is one presence, one power. Say that again with me one more time. One presence, one power. And number two is forgive easily and often. Forgive easily and often. Say that with me. Forgive easily and often. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, because it is exhausting to carry around anger and resentment. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. It just doesn't feel good. And you know what? It eventually starts impacting the body in negative ways. It's called ulcers. It's called high blood pressure. It's called stress and anxiety. You remember I shared in that in our health series that I talked to all my doctor friends, an ER doc, a naturopathic doctor, all a chiropractor, a homeopath. They all said the number one problem in their practice was stress. Number one. Number one, here's what's so amazing. That's super healable. But somehow we've gotten in the mindset that stress is normal. I had to have a, a regroup the last this last week. I took a couple days off and did some boating and was outside. And all of a sudden, you know what? Wow, I was like, oh, right, I remember this. I remember this. Life can be fun. Life can be fun. But if I'm holding on to the past and I'm and I'm resenting everyone and I'm and I'm blaming everyone for for what's happening in my life and in my world instead of taking responsibility, life is not going to be fun. Life is going to be arduous. Life is going to be full of illness. Life is going to be full of trauma drama. And something about hitting 50, I just decided that was over. No more trauma drama. I'm too old. I can't do that anymore. It's too stressful. Right? So we've learned in our household with my son and I, if we start to get into one of those, something's got to shift. This is not healthy. And I'm learning, well, if I'm learning to, 
you know, parent and walk through life and as a stress, stress ball all the time, what am I teaching him? Stress is normal. Instead of going, okay, what's going on? Let's have a pause. And we're famous for do-overs. Have you guys ever heard of a do-over? It's where somebody does something really dumb or says something really dumb, and the other person, and, and then they realize that and they go, can I have a do-over? Like, let's just start that all over again. Because we were getting into this back and forth thing. I call those the push-pulls. I say something, then you say something, and then you say something back, and then you try to prove how right you are. Anybody ever done that? No, not you, right? So forgive easily and often, and maybe try a do-over. Try a do-over. I'm talking about people we're really close to because sometimes we're so busy being right, we forget the blessing of the person right in front of us. It's just usually not worth it to be right, I've discovered. Because when you have to be right, it means you're not willing to be vulnerable. It means you're not willing to be real. It means you're not willing to admit maybe there's fear going on. Maybe you're not willing to admit, gee, I don't know what's happening next and I'm scared. And instead of that, we have to be right and prove it and all that stuff. And that is all what? The ego. As my dear friend says, what is the ego? Edging God out, we love to say. That's when we're thinking with the personality. Now, when you think about how did your personality even get started? Well, you grew up in a family that I'm sure was quite wonderful. And you were trying to get love. And when you did something and your family said, great, you went, okay, I'm going to do that again. And then when you did something else and they said, oh, no, that's bad. We said, "Ooh, I'm going to just tuck that part away. Well, some of us are grown up still living as if we're three and four years old, seven years old. And so this is a church of spiritual grown-ups. Can I have an amen? amen? It's where we take 100% responsibility for our lives. It's where we take 100% responsibility for our journey. And if we don't like what's happening, rather than blame someone, we change something. Isn't that a miracle? That we remember there's one presence and one power God. One presence, one power God, and that presence wants to live in and through me, and so then I'm going to forgive easily and often. Because when I, we hang on to hurt from the past, it literally is hurting us. So Unity's author, Eric Butterworth, said it this way, that when we uh, remain in our resentments and our unforgiveness, it's like we're tied to the very person that hurt us with an invisible steel beam. And as soon as you forgive, that beam is removed. Wow, isn't that amazing? As soon as you forgive, that steel beam gets removed. So the forgiveness process, there's a, a number I love. But one of the ones I find to be the most effective is to do the 70 times 7, as Jesus described you know, people are always trying to get Jesus on stuff. And they said, how many times do we forgive? Seven times? Jesus says, oh, no. Seventy times seven. Now, what we know about the Bible and the way the Bible was written is it was written in a kind of code. And that number seven is a very spiritual number, isn't it? Because how many days does the Bible say it took to create? 
Seven days, exactly. So that 70 times 7, that means 7 is the number of creation. That means until it's done. So what I do is I take 7 days in a row and I write 70 times whoever I need to forgive. It's a wonderful process. And the very first time I did it, I started with myself. And I just wrote 70 times a day. I forgive myself totally and completely. I forgive myself totally and completely. Say that with me. I forgive myself totally and completely. Now, having said that, I'm not saying when we're forgiving, we are saying bad behavior is okay. I'll get back to that. Stay with me right now. I forgive myself totally and completely. Say that with me again. I forgive myself totally and completely. In other words, 70 times a day, for seven days, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that. Then as I'm going to sleep at night, what I do is like a little mantra I say in my mind. I forgive myself totally and completely. So as I wrote it every day, and I was doing that every night, I kind of lost count of the days. I knew it was about, I knew it was over seven, but I said, I'm liking this. Why don't I just keep this up? Because I could really, I was really going off into sleep, you know, real, real easily and taking into the dream time all those positive thoughts, you know. Well, it was real funny about the ninth day. I'd been saying I forgive myself totally and completely. And all of a sudden that word forgive changed. And it changed to I love myself totally and completely. What a gift. Wow. And I realized even in my forgiveness work, I was wanting to somehow make myself wrong. But honestly, what I really needed was just self-love. But I couldn't get there until I did those 70 times 7. I forgive myself totally and completely. Will you say that with me one more time? I forgive myself totally and completely. I forgive myself totally and completely. Now, when I talk about forgiveness... Um, I've talked a little bit about it before, and it's a recurring theme in my ministry. So if you think you're going to get out of the forgiveness work, the answer is no. Because forgiveness is the highest spiritual practice you can have. It's better even than meditation, because it's an action. And forgiveness is what, if you study the Eastern teachings, it cleanses your karma. Forgiveness frees. It's why every major religion, every minor religion I know, talks about forgiveness. Letting go of pains of the past. So when I'm saying forgive, I'm not saying condoning bad behavior. I'm saying releasing toxic energy from my mind and body. I forgive. And as you write it, the reason I say to write it, People often say, well, can I just think about it? And I go, well, you're going to do that too. But you have to write it because that helps move it out of your body. Science has really helped us know that that, that, uh, that motor movement is, fine motor movement is really important for healing. So when you're writing, I forgive myself totally and completely, you're moving the energy, the toxic energy out of your body every time you write it. So like if there's a health challenge you're working with, 
Write that. Start that self-forgiveness. I forgive myself totally and completely. If there's a financial challenge, start that. I forgive myself totally and completely. Because what I've discovered is even success in finances is often related to forgiveness. It's amazing. Because if I think I'm owed or somebody owes me, I'm still in lack. But if I go to forgiveness, I say there's enough. And that shifts my consciousness somehow. Right? So I forgive myself totally and completely is your mantra for the week. Next week, you can start on somebody else. But start with yourself. Because as you start with yourself, what you're going to find is all these resentments and all these things you've got pent up about other people. Because we all have them. Mm -hmm, Right? We all have them. They're usually a reflection of our own unforgiveness of self. So when you begin to forgive yourself, forgiving others becomes easier and easier. And you say, well, what about people that hurt us when we were children? What about people who hurt us then? What I will say is, start with yourself. And you'll get there. But it is a journey. It is a journey. When I was in my late 20s or mid-20s, I, um, I had to see someone that had hurt not only me but other family members pretty badly as a child. And I remember when I saw him, and of course it was at a family reunion, I remember saying to my mom, Mom, what's he doing here? She said, Honey, don't let it ruin your time. I said, Ruin my time? He ruined my life. And I heard myself say that. And I went, that's over. That's over. It's like, I've been resenting this man for 20 years. My goodness. And then when I saw him, I said, that's what I was scared of? So I went to his hotel room. He comes out there. I said, come on out here. I want to talk to you. Well, he was scared then. I said, I need you to admit the things you've done. And I need you to do it right now. And he started crying and begging my forgiveness. And I'm going to tell you something. Forgiveness was the last thing on my mind. And all of a sudden, it was like this God energy just poured through my heart. And I said, I forgive you. And shortly after that, a few months after that, he passed away. And I was so grateful I'd released that attachment. And I was up in uh, an area of North Carolina that's special to my family called Hot Springs. And right after that moment of forgiveness, I went down to the French Broad River. (sighs) And I just imagined rinsing off all that ick I'd held on to for 20 years. So what I'm saying is, whatever you're holding on to, you don't have to anymore. Just forgive easily. 
and often. Start with yourself. Start with yourself. I think I was able to forgive in that moment because of all the self-work I've been doing. You know, over 10 years in therapy by that point, my mid-20s. Forgive easily and often. Will you say that with me? Forgive easily and often. Forgive easily and often. Our last point is probably the most fun. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. Will you say that with me? Enjoy the moment. You know, uh, life can be fun when you can be in the moment, even if there's chaos. Have you figured that? You guys have figured that out. You're smart people. And what I've noticed, every time I come to church, there's some kind of laughter and joy. That was one of the things that really attracted me to the church. There was so much laughter and joy. And I always want to remember to enjoy the moment. So say to the person next to you, don't forget, enjoy the moment. (laughs) Don't forget, enjoy the moment. So now, why is enjoy the moment number three? Because if you don't get one and two, it's really hard to enjoy the moment. Right? Because you're so busy thinking about what everybody thinks or who to blame or who's wrong. Right? You can't enjoy the moment. So it's like lighten up. Enjoy. It's really okay if you don't think everything I think. It's really okay if you don't believe everything I believe. I'm going to love you anyway. You're not getting out of it. There's one presence, one power, God. I'm it. You're it. I'm going to forgive easily and often. That way I can enjoy the the moments. Even the sad moments I can be present for. I'm not saying we walk around laughing every second of the day. I'm saying honor the moments. Honor the moments. I'll tell you, it's, you know, um, well, some of you know, uh, I used to own a horse, and so uh, I'm a big horse person. They, they're so special to me. They're such spiritual uh, animals and so dialed in. And I'll tell you, being around horses taught me to be 100% in the moment. Anybody who knows horses knows exactly what I'm talking about. You're thinking about something else, boy. They'll get you, your attention real quick. They, yeah. I call it, uh, when I'm working with horses, I call that going to zero. You know, it's like, oh, got it. All right. Then connection can happen. Then something good can happen. Enjoy the moment. So uh, there's going to be times... That is hard to enjoy the moment, right? Um, I can't remember if I told you this or not. It's in uh, one of the books I've written, so sometimes I can't remember if I've written it or said it or whatever. But I'm gonna tell you anyway. So one time I was on my way to church. Uh, this is at a former ministry that I served, and um, I didn't have to drive quite as far as I do for this. But anyway, I had I had this thing in my mind. I had this thing in my mind about getting there early and getting set up and setting the stage and everything. And uh, I hit these railroad tracks. And I'm going to tell you what. You would have thought that something really bad was going on when I hit those railroad tracks. And that train was going and going. And I I could just feel the anger just go. It's like I had a plan. Well, I know it's a little thing, right? I know it's a little thing. But I thought, well, you know, what's my talk about today? I think it's about being in the moment. And I looked out the window and I saw these palm trees going like this in the wind. And then I rolled down the window 
and I saw this bird go by. I said, well, what if I just had a spiritual experience right here? <laughs> what if I didn't have to wait till I got to that building called a church? What if I didn't have to wait till I was up on some platform dressed up? What if right now I could just be present to what is? Beautiful. So by the time the train cleared, boy, I went to church. What a great day. It's just everything just flowed beautifully. I think it was because I just had the gift of a moment. Just one moment was all I needed. Yeah. So I hope you'll take time for that. You're probably a better learner than me. You don't have to be hit over the head with it by things like trains and other things like that. But I needed that that day. So as you're journeying along, you know, as we are, let's remember, one presence, one power, God. Forgive easily and often. Start with yourself, right? And enjoy the moments. Amen? Amen. Let's join together for a word of prayer. Giving thanks to God for all of the souls here today. We're so blessed that we can be in spiritual community together. Help us always to remember the one presence, the one power, God, that we can forgive, release, let go, move on. It's okay. We are going to forgive easily and often. Help us always to be present to all the good that's available to us in every moment. For this time together today, we are grateful and we are blessed. And so it is. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.